is Stacy here and we are bringing you one of our topics as part of our PAC series, which stands for Prepare and Conquer Camp, designed for our first-time camper families with everything that they need to prepare for a successful camp experience. And today's topic is all about morning and nighttime routines. And I have a special guest with me here in my office, um, which is the wonderful and amazing Jenna Johnson. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and her role at camp. Yay, hi everybody. So I'm Jenna and my title is Director of Camping. And what that means essentially is that I am in charge of our all of our program side of um, Camp Greenville. So our family camp and summer camp. Um, so I supervise all of our program directors that do all the things that make camp run. And this is going to be my 10th summer with Camp Greenville, which is also super exciting. So I'm happy to be here. A whole decade of I know amazingness at Camp Greenville. Awesome. Um, so Jenna and I are going to chat today with you about, um, as I mentioned, morning and nighttime routines. We're going to talk about what that means for kids at home. Um, we're both moms who um, do morning and nighttime routines with kids every day. And um, then how to translate those home routines into the camp experience and what might be different about it at camp and how to prepare for that. And then what to expect in our camp cabins and living spaces and bathrooms. And we'll get into um, some pretty specific details about that because we tend to get some questions about that each year and mm -hmm. want you to be prepared um, for exactly how all of this self-care um, works at camp. So um, Jenna, do you want to start by just commenting on the importance of morning and nighttime routines and that stability for kids in general, not just at camp? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure you all have seen with your own kids um, the, you know, that one time or maybe even summer mentality when they're not at camp of you have that desire to get back to your routine of life. Um, because I think for everybody, research shows that uh, some level of routine and structure is good, but especially for kids and um, the stages of development that they are in to help with uh, that consistency um, so they know what to expect. Um, it helps with uh, stress levels of just if kids know what is going to happen next or they have that safety net of um, that consistency, it really does help all things flow from there. Um, even if they might be resisting against it, um, it's still, you know, one of those subconscious things that um, a child would never think is a good thing or think that is happening. Um, but also something that we really train our staff um, at camp about too, of how um, beneficial creating the routine, creating the structure is so important because once that foundation is laid, then, then you can have fun within that. If, once everybody knows um, you know, our, our group norms or our, um, the routine of, of the cabin and just all of those things that you would incorporate in your day, we tried to provide that um, for our kids at camp too. 
Yeah, awesome. So um, for most families, you probably have some sort of morning and nighttime routine that you're already doing, especially um, if your kids attend traditional school, um, you've, you've probably got some of that down. So the biggest differences when they come to camp are really that you're not there, right? <laughs> to keep them focused, keep them on task, double check that they've completed all the steps of their routine, make sure their shirt is on right side out. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like my kid, it's always backwards yeah. somehow. I mean, he's 16 and it's still backwards sometimes. Yeah. And he needs that check on the way out the door. Um, so our cabin leaders, I guess, Jenna, I'll let you talk about kind of the cabin leader's role in morning and nighttime routines compared to like how independently should campers be able to do their whole getting ready for the mm -hmm. day routine before they leave for the dining hall for breakfast. Like just like there's a certain time that y'all need to be in the car or at the bus stop for a school day. Um, so everything kind of has to back up from there. Mm -hmm. Very similarly, our camp day starts at a very specific time um, to meet up for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And so it's that working backwards time frame that the cabin leader is going to help them with. But ultimately, your camper is going to need to be able to go through the steps of their routine um, yeah. fairly independently, right, mm -hmm. Jenna? Can you just kind of speak to how that flows? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a big um, light bulb moment of the camp environment is that there are 10 to 13 kids, including your camper in the cabin. And so that individual attention just looks a lot different from, from what the cabin leader is able to provide in the moment of getting the group out the door, right? Moving that group management. And so um, a lot of it is just realizing um, that the cabin leader has to figure out how to communicate um, what does get ready for the day mean to all of their children because every kid is going to interpret that differently. And so um, for your camper to be able to know at least for themselves how to get ready, how to do their morning um, checklist or their nighttime checklist, that's what we call it in my house, um, is super helpful because then they have already established what they need to do from an independent standpoint and then can learn um, how to do that in, in the cabin and camp um, set up. So, um, for example, if, you know, if your camper is practicing getting themselves ready for the morning, doing all of their things, um, getting dressed, brushing their teeth, and then getting ready for whatever they would need, you know, packing up their backpack, um, and kind of practicing that mindset of what do I need to get ready for whatever's next? And that could change on a, on a daily basis, maybe in, uh, school life, it's the same thing, right? It's backpack, folder, water bottle, lunch, let's say. Um, and obviously at camp, those items are going to be different, but you've already created the habit of them thinking through what that's going to be. So then when they get to camp, they're just learning what the camp items are, but they already have the habit of thinking about it and, and practicing it because they're doing it themselves at home. Okay, can we think of um, other specifics that might be different for a camp routine compared to a home routine? Like yeah. one thing I can think of is 
um, putting on sunscreen every day. As an adult woman with aging skin, I put on sunscreen every day as part of my morning routine. But most kids don't if they're going to a school day or not planning like a big outdoor activity for the day. Um, They might not be used to that sunscreen step in their morning routine. But when they're at camp, they're spending a lot of the day outdoors. So that's something as it gets closer and closer to camp helping to insert maybe into their morning routine, like mm-hmm. right after you brush your teeth, then you put sunscreen on your face and yeah. on your arms as well to be, or any skin that's showing, you know, however you want to kind of talk through mm-hmm. how they might think about that and remember that step and, and practicing that before they arrive um, for summer camp where they'll be spending a lot of time outdoors mm-hmm. during the day. Can you think of other specifics for camp that would be different than a home yeah, routine. Yeah, that's a great point. So, you know, obviously at home, all of your stuff is just already where it is. It's the clothes are in your dresser. The toothbrush is already sitting on your sink. Um, everything is in its place. And um, even if your camper is already Uh, doing that checklist on their own, they already know where those things are. Um, But when they come to camp, it's now in travel mode. And so I think that's a really important practice is how do I take my things and move them to the location that I'm going to use them and then put them back where they need to be. So for example, um, in the cabin, it's one big room where all the the beds are. So, um, but when it's time to change clothes, whether it's in the morning or getting pajamas on, we don't allow campers to change in the cabin. We want them to go into the individual stalls in the restroom to do that. Um, But that's not what you do at your house. So thinking through of teaching your camper how to, what do they need when they go do that? They need their underwear, their change of clothes, um, if they're getting ready in the morning. Um, And then maybe they want something to then put their pajamas that they're about to take off in. So kind of moving all of their stuff. And then we do suggest on the packing list to have like the travel caddy for the toiletries um, because they want to bring it all with them. You know, just the efficiency of having to go back and forth to your bag of like, oh, I forgot my toothbrush. Oh, now let me go get my hairbrush. But just putting in that caddy and having it, um, you know, taking it with you um, into the shower area, you know, how do they navigate that? Um, So those kinds of things of, um, kind of like the portable, uh, portable routine that they, that they have to do. Um, and then I think a big learning for, um, me when I sent my son to camp was just those little things of like, um, the living out of a suitcase mentality and teaching him how to put his dirty clothes in the laundry bag and where does that where does that go so that they don't intermix with his clean clothes and kind of walking him through like make sure you do put on a clean pair of underwear and socks and a change of clothes every day and if you take your swimsuit off don't ball it up in a ball like hang it up on the clothesline um so even for me it was these realizations of like what what have i taken for granted that he that he doesn't have to do that he's now going to have to do at camp um my son was a lot younger when he came he was right at uh division one age um and i realized that i was still shampooing his hair 
even in the shower. And so I was like, oh, I should make sure he knows how to shampoo his own hair. So even down to just those little things um, are super helpful to help set them up for success. Yeah, I think similar for me, the example that you gave of like the swimming suit in a ball, mm -hmm. I noticed for a long time, my kids would leave their swimsuit in a ball on the bathroom floor or whatever after my friend swimming and I would pick it up, yep. open it yes. up, hang it up somewhere and I would just do that for them and it became a routine. So then yep. stopping, taking a breath, showing them how they need to do that in some like yeah. tips and tricks for how to do it, even things like I'm going to hang it here and it's going to drip. So let's make sure wherever it's going to drip to mm -hmm. isn't going to be a that's problem. Um, so that's a great example. Another like tip or example that I'll give is um, I have a stepdaughter who's a camper who's the same age as your son, mm -hmm. Jenna. And when she started coming to camp, um, her mom did the most brilliant thing ever, um, which was to pack each of her outfits for the week in um a ziploc bag yes, separately like yes like the yeah. gallon ziploc bag and that's a great way to help with the like did you change your underwear all week kind of question yeah. because everything that you need for that day is in that bag and also a great way to keep the dirty separate from the clean make sure that they're not like changing outfits like go going through all their t-shirts in three days and then yeah. the last yep. three days there's no t-shirts left um just kind of like ra rationing out I guess for lack of a yep. better term um the the clothes for the week um and so picking out those outfits and packing that together still so yes. they know what they have but Absolutely. um helping to manage the the way things are arranged too that has worked really well and we still do it now even yes. though she's coming into her fifth summer yep. as a camper um because it just helps so yeah. much I absolutely stole that as well just from seeing other other parents do that and, and that it just really helps them and um Stacy something you said that is I think is super helpful as well even for the the it's helpful to your kids cabin leader is um packing your kids stuff with them so if your camper is not at the point where they are packing their own clothes um i i haven't let that go yet i want to make sure my kid has what he needs i haven't <laughs> gotten into that independence but i do have him sit with me i have him pick out what he wants to bring so he has that autonomy but i also um go through his, I navigate his suitcase with him. So I tell him, this is where I'm putting your flashlight. This is where I am putting your bags of outfits, but this is where I'm putting your extra shirts. Or, yeah. um, because so many times, uh, cabin leaders will come to me and say, um, my camper said they didn't bring a swimsuit. And I'm like, I guarantee you they have one. And sure enough, we go into the cabin um, and look through their suitcase together. And there it is with mom's it's beautiful handwriting in a bag. Sometimes a Ziploc bag. Um, but, but kids, they just don't know. They're not, you know, realizing those things. So it just kind of helps them not have that um, nervousness of like, I don't have one. And you're like, no, you do. But maybe just nobody told you that this is the bag that it was in. Um, so I found that to be 
really helpful too. Yeah, and we're going to go into a lot more um, details and resources related to packing mm -hmm. as it gets closer to summer. So definitely stay tuned for that later. Maybe we'll have Jenna back on the podcast to talk about some packing tips. Um, but in terms of how that kind of relates back to morning and nighttime mm -hmm. routines, you know, if you're... Um, if your camper isn't currently picking out their own outfits each day, that might be the first place to start and mm -hmm. work on together of um, making those choices. And then we'll we'll work more on unpacking later when it gets a little bit closer to summertime. Um, yeah. But I also want to talk about, um, again, in coming up soon, actually later this month, we're going to talk about some health-related things. Um, but I do want to talk right now for just a minute about medications because medications... Mm -hmm. Um, are an important step of a lot of morning and nighttime routines for kids. Um, so can you walk us through real quick how morning and nighttime medications work at camp and how that fits into the routines? Yeah, absolutely. So for the morning time, um, any morning medication is given at breakfast at the dining hall. And so the campers, when they come for their meal, our nurses will actually be in the dining hall distributing that. Um, and then that happens at lunch and at dinner as well. And then bedtime medication happens at our health hut. Um, and that'll usually happen right after the last activity for their age group. So um, sometimes parents get nervous of if it's like melatonin, let's say, of um, how early are they getting this? Because I don't want them to get too sleepy. But um, they do get that after their last activity so that by the time they go back to their cabin, do their evening um, wrap up, which we call Vespers, and then get ready for bed, um, then that, you know, helps set them up for success for the evening time. We'll talk more about medications and how it all works to drop it off with our nurses and how we keep everything on file um, in an upcoming conversation about feeling healthy at camp. So stay tuned for more about that, but just wanted to mention now how it ties in with the morning and nighttime routines. Okay, our very um, last little topic on, um, on this morning and nighttime routines topic is about um, our cabins and how the bathrooms are laid out um, and specifically I want to talk about uh, campers who use pull-ups at night because I do get a lot of questions about this kind of leading up to the summer um, and just the logistics about how um, how to be discreet with their pull-ups mm -hmm. how the cabin leaders might be able to help with that process, what to expect of like how to dispose of them and, and all that stuff. So can you talk us through that? Yeah, too? absolutely. So um, like with what helped the process already helps ease this a little bit because we are not allowing anybody to change in, in the main part of the cabin. So they're already um, going into the bathroom stall on their own. Um, we do have the ability to, in our girls' cabins, they are actual um, bathroom stalls or they can use like the dry part of the shower section to close the curtain and, and change in there. Um, and so I would just encourage your camper to work on taking their pull up with them, like in between, you know, nested in between their clothes. And so they're carrying their pack of clothes, but nobody knows, or pajamas, nobody knows what is in there. And then they can go into the bathroom and 
um, you know, take their daytime underwear off and put their pull-up on, um, and nobody will know um, what's going on or see or see them because they're in in the stall or in the bathroom. And then in the morning time, it's the same thing. They're taking their clothes for the day into the bathroom, and then um, we do have trash cans in the bathroom that have lids on them. Um, they're it's like the flap trash can where you push it in and it pops back up. And so that also, you know, then they can just put that into the trash can right there. And um, nobody's going to look down in it when they're throwing something else away and, and see that. Um, and then it is also a good step to loop the cabin leader in to the fact that that is something your camper needs um, so that they can also help set them up for success. Um, you know, not ask them any questions unknowingly, like in the middle of, of everybody, you know, things like that. Just, it's always super helpful for your staff to know those little things about your campers. Um, and then if something were to happen, if they are prone to having accidents potentially, um, then we do train our staff in how to um, handle that discreetly, make sure the things get washed, um, but that way your your cabin leader already knows that that could potentially be something that pops up. Yeah, I think a couple things I want to mention on that. Number one is if you um, if your camper is planning to wear pull-ups at night or um, if they are kind of prone to accidents at night, um, there are two ways that you can communicate that with the cabin leaders. First is um, later this spring, you'll have access to some forms online to fill out. One of those is called Information for Cabin Leader, and that um, is a very descriptive name of what it is. It's the information that we are going to give to your camper's cabin yeah. leader, and whatever you type into those boxes is exactly what we print out and share with the mm -hmm. cabin leader so you can be as detailed as you want to be there um, and then the other option is to just pull them aside during the check-in process um, when you're at the cabin although keep in mind that maybe 12 families are going to be checking in at the same time and it might not be um, super easy to do that uh, so definitely recommend getting it on the form ahead of time but if you do have a chance to pull them aside and have a conversation they will be available for that um, if your camper does not use pull-ups, has not had an accident in forever, um, please still do talk to them about what to do if they do have an accident because mm -hmm. being at camp is just a different environment. They yeah. play hard, which means they sleep hard, yeah. um, and maybe their meal times are at a different time than at home. It's just a different atmosphere, and it's very possible for an accident to happen here at camp um, even if it doesn't happen regularly at home. So that can be a really simple conversation to just let them know that if it happens, mm -hmm. they, the most important thing is to pull their cabin leader aside and let them know that it's happened and that cabin leader will handle it very discreetly, make sure that they have, as Jenna said, everything cleaned, um, clean bedding, clean clothes, and, and make sure that everything is handled appropriately socially within the cabin too. Mm -hmm. um, so even if this kind of topic is not a concern for your camper, it's still worth having um, a short conversation with them right before you come to camp. Um, so awesome, great. I think we've handled wow. all of um, everything we could think of for morning and nighttime routines Definitely. and how to get ready um, for the days at camp. Yay. So um, hopefully we'll talk with Jenna very soon on another episode. And um, we will, I think, be talking about food as fuel next time. So we'll talk to you all then.